0: What's going on, everyone? My name is Chris Tondevold and this is Ambition Radio. This is a little bit of a different episode today. Most, if not all of you should know, I recently had back surgery and I'm in the middle of recovery. It's going overall fairly well, although I recently found out sneezing sucks a lot. They attack right where the bones are fused and I sneeze in threes. Zero out of 10, would not recommend. This episode, I have Aaron Testerman of the Maryland-based band Roachzilla taking over host duties. He interviews his bandmates as they prep for Roach Fest on July 17th at VFW 2632 in California, Maryland. It's shaping up to be a great event with 20 bands across two stages, all for only 10 bucks. Aaron does a lot for the local music community in Southern Maryland, and I am really happy to see everyone coming together for this fest. I'll have links to the event in the show notes, so please go support local original music and help the community grow. There will be some more guest host episodes coming helmed by the Selesky brothers of Sideshow Cinema and Birthright. If you haven't checked out the Birthright episode, you're missing out. It's one of the funniest episodes of the show. I have some other guest episodes coming and some I recorded pre-surgery and during recovery. Stay on the lookout for some good stuff coming down the pipe. I also just wanted to say thank you all again for those who have reached out, showed support, and helped me out big time during this recovery process. I certainly didn't expect this level of support, and I cannot tell you how much it all means to me. It's an amazing feeling and a truly humbling experience. I hope I can pay all of you back in kind. That's enough rambling for me. As always, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts, follow me on Spotify, and share the show if you can. Thank you for everything. Here's the show. Enjoy. What's going on,
1: everybody? You probably weren't expecting to hear me at all. This is Chop Liver from Roachzilla, and I'm filling in for Chris Tondevold on Ambition Radio. This is a podcast where Chris tries to find people that have found their balance between their life, families, and careers on a pursuit of their passions, dreams, or hobbies. In this episode, I feature my bandmates, Daddy Chainsaw, Thumpwood, and Uncle Slam. As we talk about past projects, their presence in the music scene, their hobbies outside of the music scene, and Chainsaw being a new dad. I had a lot of fun recording this episode. I learned a lot about my bandmates that I didn't know before. This was my first time recording a podcast, so please bear with us. Enjoy the episode. He's like, no! (laughs) (laughs) That's like like that 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 old 80s windows, man. Remember remember on the screens where it would just like run the pipes on the screensaver around Yeah yeah, uh, yeah the pipes go the 3D pipes yes that was yeah. the best screensaver
2: Especially if you if you're like back when you smoked weed for the first time and you just stared at <laughs> that thing for like 30 minutes
1: you be like, man, I need a snack, like, <laughs> <get the fucking laughs> snack. Where are these pipes
3: going, man? I don't want to miss. Going, I don't wanna miss <laughs> or like it's the trash. DVD
2: thing where you, turn to, where you wait for it to get exactly in the corner. Pretty much. And yeah, then when it hits the corner, the, the whole house round. fucking collapses.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Let me go around the room here. We're going to start from left to right. Just tell me your name and uh, what you do in your life.
3: I'm Cody, or Daddy Chainsaw. I play guitar with Roachzilla. I play bass with Coast Is Clear, and I'm a daddy. Real daddy. A, dad, a real real daddy. daddy. Hi, my name's Trey. No, my is <laughs> Thumpwood. My real name's Mark. I play bass for Roachzilla. I like to do all kinds of stuff, man. I like shooting guns. I like history. Married to a, a foreign national. And that's my life, man. I don't have much of an interesting life for, I guess, a, a person for around here.
1: Seems pretty interesting enough. Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, I'm Chris. Or uh, uh well, i wanna mean, That was
2: my nickname now. He's unsatisfying. I I, don't know. I, wanna, I wanna, I wanna, get a new nickname, but Aaron doesn't like what I want. So I you mean, know, I don't know. What, what's uh,
1: The name man names? wants to be called Uncle Slam. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm,
2: I think that's a cool-ass name. already nickname. know the name's going to be Shitstain. I don't want to be Shitstain. I don't want to be side, side Dish either. Spanish yeah, race. old Side Dish. I'm, Pasta. <laughs> I think Uncle Slam would be a cool-ass nickname, nickname, Come on. The true. overall, so we should start We can start a poll on Facebook and let the fans give me a nickname. Between Uncle Slam, give me, start a little poll with Uncle Slam, Side Dish. What, what was the other one? He's kind of demanding. <laughs> oh, I don't know. A Spanish rice, Spanish like, rice. No, there's a see, Spanish rice is, just doesn't work because I'm not Spanish. They don't know that. <laughs> did did I mean, get you on Ancestry? You, you, it doesn't you, take you, rocket appliances to figure out that I'm not, <laughs> I'm not Spanish.
1: <laughs> you can be any kind of rice you want to be, man. Thumpwood. Oh, yeah. when did you start like playing instruments and getting into everything?
3: Um. Uh, actually, my musical life started when I was in kindergarten. Uh, I was thrown into chorus at a very young age because it's kind of like that thing where you're in school and you don't want to you don't want to be there in, in class at the end of the day. So you know, I kind of got thrown into chorus. I thought it would be kind of fun, you know. And uh, we we would sing and we would do like the national. Like one time, we did the national anthem at like an Orioles game when I was like five or six years old. What? Yeah. It was it was pretty fun. It was like A went dude up to Baltimore. Up for cow <laughs> Me and my dad almost missed the bus to get home. He was trading the big leagues right there, man. Yeah, I guess. And, you know, I, I took it all the way up into middle school until about seventh grade and we had some creepy ass chorus teacher. I won't mention any names, but I, think you know, I can talk about <laughs> Yeah. But then, you know, like Chris and I like we met like in middle school and we were all like skater dudes and there was like a time where we were just like you know what fuck this we're we're gonna start playing music so i picked up bass and i've been playing bass since about the age of 13 i, I know how to dabble into drums a little bit and how to dabble in guitar a little bit but bass has been my my main thing for quite some time now. oh Thumpwood. what
1: about you chainsaw daddy chainsaw
3: uh well i mean my first dabbling in music would have been like band in middle school i was a clarinet dude actually wanted to play drums at first but that never really panned out and then uh i guess i just started listening to fucking bands and you know paying attention to the songs on the radio more and what i actually liked and you know i was really into metallica cliff burton really into the chili peppers and flea and so and everybody and their mom started playing guitar back in the day so i was like well i'll pick up bass and I learned guitar later. So I started on bass around 12, 13. Started taking lessons. And uh, ever since then, it's been a nonstop journey of fucking playing bass. And then maybe around 15, I got my first guitar. You know, it was cutting grass for like 40 bucks and shit. Saving it up. Bought a guitar from Hot Looks and Prince Frederick when they were still up there. That's so where I took my lessons. Bought an electric guitar. Ran it through a fucking bass overdrive and a bass amp. And started learning like little fucking Metallica riffs, Anthrax riffs, shit like that. The rest is fucking history. Never <laughs> really got to start a band, you know, up until after high school. So, you know, I just pretty much just spent my time practicing all the time after school and late nights, just learning riffs, doing what I could because I could never get a serious prod going. So
1: I guess as a kind of like time lapse between us, other three, because in yeah. high school, we
3: were like at shows every other weekend. Yeah. I mean, that was part of, Back then, too, where I was younger than all you guys and the music scene that was blossoming back when we were all, you know, teenagers and shit. And that was really inspirational for people like me that were like a year or two behind you guys just to have a local music scene and having it be like accessible, being able to, you know, give five bucks and go and see a show at the community center or whatever the fuck, you know. It made me want to start a band, but every time i try, you know, people flake out and they'd rather, you know, chase girls or play video games or whatever else. So I just decided I'd wait and just fucking hone the craft, you know. But having that music scene was definitely crucial to me, like actually chasing it above and beyond.
1: Pursuing it as like a passion. Yeah, exactly. What about you, uh, man with no name? (laughs) i don't know where do i start
2: i mean i, don't know. I guess my first as uh, as far as music in general goes i played like trombone in like fourth grade and i didn't last long i was like this sucks <laughs> i just like stopped playing <laughs> didn't even think about playing anything else after that until like i guess middle school like you know I guess I, I that beat you in like sixth grade or sixth grade. sixth yeah. grade. Yeah. And I guess we just started skating and stuff. Uh, and yeah, a skateboard crew. And we like got into you know for I guess it was maybe punk rock first. I guess and like. Great. And then, uh, then like seventh, like sixth, seventh grade, and Mark was like, Mark and Daniel really like, go check out this fucking band Metallica, Megadeth, and like Lamb of God and all this other stuff. And I was like, shit slaps, man. <laughs> and I was like, and then they they started everyone, everyone just started picking up instruments. You know, like Mark's picking up the bass and Daniel was too, and uh, our friend Dylan Solomon's picking up guitar. And I was like, I, I and I, my, all my family plays plays guitar except for me. my brother my sister my dad except for my mom my mom can't play anything she can sing a little bit but most of my family knows how to play guitar so i was like let me me try a guitar and i was like nope not happening so then there i was like buy me a drum set and they bought me some cheap little 50 dollar cb drum set i kind of picked it up you know pretty smoothly i'm not saying i was like a prodigy or anything at it but i was like this i was like i could do this this man
3: was a born like (laughs) no no I don't like that, nobody can get on a drum set like that and play though. Like, yeah. when I was a kid, seeing him play drums for the first time, he's like, Yeah, I've been playing for a week. I'm like, Bro, <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Like, you've been playing for a week?
1: I like, I guess I, I like how your family was like, Well, we do need a drummer. Yeah, know, I all guess. That, yeah, all of them string I mean, players are the like, trouble, we, we at least need somebody with the backbeat, man. It's like, even nowadays, yeah.
3: though, like, you know, you look at how many people are struggling to find a drummer or a bass yeah. player because yeah. everybody starts on guitar and shit. Like, I think man. that
1: every time that somebody is telling me that they're trying to start a band, exactly what they are looking for is either a bass player or a drummer. Never failed. And it's like, yeah. because I guess everybody just wants to be like that guitar legend, you know, that wants yeah. to
3: like... Dude, but those those legends to me were like seeing Cliff Burton and Jason Dozier. Yeah, I remember yeah, watching exactly. live shit, Benjamin Purge, and seeing Jason just hammered down. I was like, I want to be that guy. Yeah, right. Like, goddamn. <laughs> That's the thing too. You see people like that, and you're like, you can be just as impactful playing bass if you fucking approach it with that attack and that personality. And yeah. Don't like get set back by people being like, oh, it's the bass player. It's like you know what I mean, like. That's I feel like from people that they couldn't find a bass player, so they just gave their best friend a dusty ass bass out of yeah. the closet, right? turned him down on the stage, yeah, and was like, like three guitar players, and one of them's like, yeah, yeah I guess I guess bass I'll play it. Yeah. Is yeah. like, well, you know, they're not really bass players, man. It's like a whole other yeah. fucking. That's what I've always
2: appreciated crap. about Mark, because Mark like genuinely loves to play bass, mm-hmm. yeah, and he is really fucking good at it.
0: So for yeah. sure. <laughs>
1: Well, not to be like, I think that's how I picked up bass. Like, but I actually really liked playing bass after a while after playing it so much. Yeah, yeah. Like, of course, I first picked up on guitar, but once I picked up bass, like I kind of went more into those (laughs) notes, and I was more comfortable playing bass that's
3: right. how that's how it is you know yeah. i pick up a guitar and it feels foreign to me. Yeah. like how oh, you find your niche huh. why are the strings so close <laughs> but i did i even took guitar in high school and like I, I could i can play i can play some chords i can play a couple different things by different artists but it, every time i pick it up it's still foreign to me like it's, yeah. my hands don't feel at home so
1: it just doesn't feel right at all what are um some past projects that y'all have been a part of
3: i mean i've been like chris and i we had the first band like we were talking about earlier like it started out middle school middle school was like seventh grade it was called the valenders because <laughs> they like you know they like van halen a lot and i was kind of like that's cool like you know, it's cool. yeah i mean i like van halen too but i wasn't as crazy about it as we Rocco create a whole band name after. yeah like. you know i've been in uh, another band called hail Fall heroes with um few other local guys around here who play and after that it was like shit we had we had chris and i had another band in middle or yeah it was, was it was middle school what uh when we used to jam at dylan's house uh, yeah, uh, was i don't that. even know if that had a name <clears throat> No, like we, a, we would just go we would just we like, go over like, there every weekend every
2: weekend we like get off of school and we just go stay at his house like like all oh, the whole weekend and just jam. Yeah, we 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 jam on Friday night, go to sleep, watch, wake up mom. on Saturday <laughs> and jam some more, and then go home on Sunday. <laughs> like every fucking weekend, it was. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It was. A, it was some good. Uh, we had some good times doing that stuff. Oh yeah. His dad would like come out with like his dad did like this mad science stuff and like all had all these like. Like we just like make chlorine bombs in his backyard and stuff.
3: His dad'd be like, You guys wanna blow up I remember <laughs> Yeah, we do His <laughs> was, <laughs> metal. It was awesome. His dad would like come upstairs and like wanna watch us play. Yeah. And he would be like Get the fuck out of your dad like yeah, you know, yeah, just like, like really nah, mean like, really yeah. mean to him. We're like, dude, why don't you let your dad play? He's like or not play, like watch us play. And, you know, we're like, it's kinda of cool. Your dad wants to watch yeah. like we don't I'm like, I didn't have parents yeah. who wanted to watch me yeah. play, you know, like yeah. I never had a really big Support from my parents, like
1: his dad, just seems like he wants to like come and blow shit up and listen to his son like yeah. jam
3: some yeah, fucking man. music. Yeah, that's man. a dad, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. It's good it's to like, have that. Yeah, like support, especially yeah. when it's something like that. That's like a you know you're passionate about it, and it's not like the average easy road. Like a lot of parents sometimes do will fucking like cast that aside. Like oh, that's not gonna work out. You know, yeah. it's not a serious thing. I, that's how it, it has been always treated. Kind of. In my family, I guess, you know, people were like, that's cool. You play whatever, but not one of my parents has ever been to my show or anything. Mm. Anyway, I was like, next band was like Soundbreak, which is kind of like Hail False Heroes reincarnated, but it was more like, prog metal like it was kind of technical i actually enjoyed that band quite a bit because mm-hmm. they they weren't dicks to me since i like actually gained some respect of playing so long but yeah and then um fast yeah. forward to the maelstrom and the incision days and that was chris again Me and chris, i mean chris and i've been playing music for a long time together like years years so
1: i think that's also what's strong about like um having y'all as the backbone with yeah. rogzilla because like y'all played together for so long and just y'all's influences mixing with like mine and Cody's kind of influences. Yeah. It fucking clashes very well. Yeah. So
3: it's like a two piece thing. Like y- y'all two, uh,
2: you know, like we're, we're the rhythm section of the band and we, you know, I, I feel like it's important that we, uh, you know, yeah. we get up, yeah. we, we're on the same page and me and Mark have always oh, been yeah. on the same page. Yeah. So for sure, know,
3: for sure. It's a good backbone for the band, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely makes it work considering you, know, you guys been playing for so long that it made sense. Just like when you suggested to bring him in, like you guys already know yeah. each other. And then me and him already knowing each other and what we did before the, this band and like just mixing those two styles. And, it, you know, now here we are. Yeah. Like, Doing roach shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, dude? What um, kind of past projects have you been uh, a part of? Well, like I said, back in those days when these guys were doing like Maelstrom and Incision, you know, I was watching them from the from the fucking floors of the community center and shit like that. You know, like I said, I went through high school with no bands through all that and then when I graduated, you guys had already kind of started your lives and most of those people in those bands had moved on so the local scene was kind of fizzling out. Yeah. Um, but I was determined to try to get a band going. I was like, I'm not really worried about pressing like... You you know, college thing or something. I really want to fucking get a band going. Um, so, really, the first thing would have been like me and my buddy James started jamming for a while, it, but that was never really like a serious project. I started working at a Food line in Lesby, and I worked there for about two years. I started like right before senior year of high school. But I was working with now John Wayne, singer Stone Brew nowadays. I was working with his ex at Food Lion, And one day he actually a couple times picked me up because I used to walk to work a lot uh, before I had my license and all that. And he, he just picked me up and I knew him from in there. We would shoot shit about music and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure I gave him a copy of the bullshit jams that me and my buddy did before. And then one day it just clicked in his head, I guess, to ask me, you know, if I knew anybody, bass or guitar player looking to start a band. I'm like, yeah, me. I want to fucking do something. I'm a bass guitar. like, (laughs) Like, let's talk. And it was like that night. Like, I got his number and we we texted back and forth. And that night we hung out and jammed. And he showed me the first riff of a song called Two Face, and I learned that pretty quickly. And he was pretty impressed that I picked it up. And we just sat and talked. And he was like, "Would you rather be bass or guitar?" And at the time, I was way more comfortable being a bassist because I played it longer. I took lessons. I felt more confident with it. So I rode with that. Um we sat in my basement and talked for about two hours, probably just talking about music and found like we both love Pantera. We both love Lamb of God. And that was like the centralized like sonic sound of the band that they were about to start. And that became Blunt Force Rebellion, which was actually a combination of members from a band called uh, Blunt Force Trauma back in the day, John Wayne's band Rebellious Freedom before that.
1: Hold that was, on. So, so you were a part yeah. of like the semen before it actually
3: dried with Blunt Force Rebellion. In a way. I mean, they had John Wayne and uh, we'll go Sherbert because there's two Steve's in the band. So. Yeah. John Wayne and Sherbert, the guitar player, they were like best friends at the time and they wanted to start the band. So they did and they had our other drummers, or the other Steve Stowers, the drummer, and it was just those three, and then they brought me in after those three already established themselves in the band. Um, and it was just us because we actually didn't bring our second guitar player Johnny in until after we recorded the EP. Yeah. Um, which is still online if you're curious to hear it. Uh, so you can still find it on YouTube and stuff.
1: So Johnny wasn't a part okay. in
3: like the Nuts and Neck Bolts EP at all. No, he didn't come until after we did that because we couldn't... We tried to find another guitar player, but I don't think they they didn't really find a solid thing, and I don't really know why it didn't happen till then, but I don't really remember who reached out to him. I don't know if Steve, if Sherbert did, or if John Wayne did, but either way, it was kind of a similar thing where like those two guys had been jamming together for a long time as well, so yeah. they already clicked, and with writing guitar riffs and stuff, they really came up with some pretty cool shit once he came into the band, and sadly... A lot of that never got recorded, but we did the we did the E P thing before he officially was in the band. But that was a big time thing for me learning wise in terms of do's and don'ts. And John Wayne kinda of took me under his wing because I was a young dude back then and they were all well older than me. And I've always kind of been that way, I guess, like hanging out with older crowds. So I've gained a lot of wisdom through that over the years, I guess.
1: Yeah, older um, crowds
3: usually I mean, have a lot of wisdom. I mean, in, in a way, I guess, just just because back then I didn't have the confidence Because I hadn't been in bands before. So John Wayne, working with him and working with all those guys, I learned a lot. We played some really great shows. You know, we had an opportunity to open for Overkill uh, over at Empire in Virginia. That was an amazing show. And our last show we played as a band, we actually opened for Exodus at the same venue. And both of those shows were kind of like big moments for me and solidifying, like, this is what I want to do no matter what the fuck happened in life? Just there was like a solid crowd out there, the energy in the room. Like, yeah. it always sticks in my brain. I'll always remember that. Street rock star lifestyle. Um, but that was my first band. And that band kind of fizzled out towards the end, unfortunately. Just some personal stuff in the band. And then from there, kind of rough patch in my life during that time of my band broke up. I ended a relationship I was in for a while at that time. I hated my job, like dark period. So two months go by about, and then John Wayne hits me up again, like, "Hey, me and Chris from Coast Is Clear are starting Stone Brew. If you want in, you're more than welcome." And then I joined Stone Brew, playing bass again. That led to bringing also George into the music scene because. His cousin, Jake, actually filled in for Blunt Force Rebellion in our last show. And then that's how we met George. So, joined Stonebrew. From there, I joined Coast is Clear because at the time, their bass player at the time, Brian Ciotti, was working two jobs. And uh, he couldn't play some of the shows they had coming up. So I knew all the guys who were all friends at that point, you know, and I love their music. So I was like, yeah, I'll fill in and somehow just became a permanent member. Um, and now I'm still sticking with them. And from there, I joined Black Rose. There was a show they played up at Memories at called that was like a Thanksgiving show. And it was before I was even in the band. I didn't even play that night. But the dreadful memories. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've heard so many stories from memories. I think never, I think everybody's probably got yeah. a handful. Like like memories was Blonde Force Rebellion's first show playing Coast is Clear CD release party from like 2013 or so. Yeah, and then we, they played a show there again because that was like the only local spot just about at that time frame.
1: Come to the local spot where you can pick $20 <laughs> drink all night and do rails right off the yeah. Pool table.
3: Yeah it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a fucking crazy time. This ain't going no downhill at all. <laughs> but yeah, from there and actually from that point, now I'm in two bands as a basis between Stoneboro and coast is clear Black Rose had just parted ways with one of their guitar players. And Chris was talking to their guitarist, Alex, at the time. And through my name out there, I was looking for an opportunity to play guitar in a band. I kind of always wanted to have one avenue for guitar and one for bass. I joined up with those guys shortly after that. And that puts me in a wheelhouse of about fucking three and a half, four years of being in three bands. And now that's where (laughs) I got to meet you, Aaron, after a lot of roller coaster rides with the Black Rose lineup. And that led to you and I trying to get that band up out of the ashes and trying to push it in a direction. And just, I guess with creative differences and all, it didn't really work out no matter how we kind of pushed it. But, you know, we spent all those practices talking afterwards and hanging out and just trying to brainstorm. And we we took all those ideas and pretty much put them into Roachzilla. And now here I am, you know, whatever, nine years later doing Roachzilla. And this is the first band that I got to like plant the seed for and watch it become something. And I'm kind of glad that I was here to do this now than in the high school scene because I learned so much over all those years and over all that time that now I know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. And we're doing this right. And this is. I love everything I've done. Like, I love looking back and seeing where I've come from, but this is my favorite band experience I've been a part of so far.
1: I think that if if I were to try and do this band back when I was in high school, it probably wouldn't last at right. all. Like, it'll probably, you know, be like, nah, man, I'm going to go down to the fucking, to the beach or something and not... You
3: know, not yeah. practice, not deal with anything. Yeah, that was kind of the issue back then, I guess, is people, and I guess it's just a teenage thing. You have a million mm-hmm. hobbies and interests, and, you know, music
1: is just usually one of them. It was like probably more different with like Thumpwood, man, because like I remember back when we were in high school. Dude, it was many times where I didn't see you in a band. Like, there was no times that I didn't see you with a band jamming or even practicing. And you're still, to this day, you're practicing all the time. Yeah, there was
3: only one small lull in my life in the past, I don't know how many years now, since I picked up my bass that I actually haven't been in a band. That's when I went to go and meet my wife overseas and yeah, stuff on that, yeah. you know, before that, the, the band that I was in, um, incision, it just like, like he was saying with people, like people have different like avenues and different points in their life where they're doing different things. And, you know, sometimes the chemistry doesn't always work. Sometimes it's just complicated. So, you know, that, they kind of just fizzled out. We had our own music and everything. It's just, you know, people like Nathan joined the army and Daniel wasn't as serious anymore about it. And, you know, it just, that's just how it goes. You know, yeah. people come and go and that's just how it goes. So. But yeah, definitely been in bands for quite a while. Been, I, I can't remember a time through my years in middle school and high school that I wasn't doing something with, with, music. with, with yeah, <laughs> music. See, and that's what I remember. because I don't remember
1: many times where you weren't a part of a band or even like putting together a band. And even that one time uh, with Prometheus, Prometheus Torch. Because I remember you and Rocco were like kind of going into the more like psychedelic kind of mellowish vibes, it's different than your like you know the heavy metal. It's funny
3: because I, I started out with those guys actually playing the drums, like yeah. putting a beat for that music. And Daniel left the band because it was he, getting yeah. too serious. He said,
0: <laughs> yeah. he said were, I
3: was yeah. I wasn't gonna put that in there, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what his words were. It was, it was getting too serious. I, I think he." I don't know. Maybe you got scared that it was actually going to turn into something because you know most of what I've done actually has turned into like a a live act. So, right, yeah. Uh, but we we started writing pretty pretty damn good music too, like you know, and it was starting to really come together. And he's just like, nope.
1: <laughs> Did you think that y'all were just going to be like a um like a, sh- a shed
3: band? Like, I guess I don't know, but dude, Rocco and I have probably like six to eight songs recorded uh, i don't have all of them in my possession but Aren't they on youtube There's some, YouTube. not all of them are though oh, like really? rocco has a bunch of recordings that we had done that like he still has somewhere and it's just bass and it's ac- yeah. it's acoustic guitar and bass and yeah. they just i mean i've wrote lyrics for that band i wrote bass lines for that i even wrote some of the the drums, when, when that was like like a month or two thing, but it was fun. Yeah, I, mean, I, I just remember, heard, listening to you guys, uh,
2: like whatever you had on YouTube, at least. Yeah,
1: I mean, it was um, recorded, was like, like shit, it like, but... <laughs> hey, it still sounded good. It sounded, it sounded I good just, to me. Um, I remember the times where it was like, because you were in metal bands for so long, and then all of a sudden it was like Prometheus, Tord, I was like, oh, this is probably going to be his like most brutal fucking metal band that he's been in. <laughs> and all of a sudden I listened to it, and it's like, oh... Well, this
3: this is' <laughs> <nice>. my voice <laughs> uh, my yeah, other it's nice like yeah. a different side of me you know yeah. yeah it's good to have yeah daniel was playing bass for for him and uh that, that was their thing it was Daniel yeah. and Rocco's thing and I think i don't know maybe daniel wanted to keep it that way and that's cool like whatever he should have just come out and told me that because him and I were like brothers you know but yeah right, you know I mean, y'all grew up on the same street and everything so yeah dude I was at his i considered him more a
1: brother than my own yeah. you know, so when you're not doing music, what are like some stuff do y'all enjoy doing music?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's most of what I do. I mean, I mean, I have a dog I Spend a lot of time with my dog, you know, obviously now I have a son, but he's only a little over a month old right now. So, you know, he, there's only so much he's doing. I mean, other than working, like I've, I've been in this cycle of doing nothing but jamming for like the last nine years, basically nonstop. And it's kind of consumed everything that I, work my life around band practices gigs like now we're doing a podcast like putting money aside for merch and artwork and shit like that like there's always something to do now with it whether it be practicing or brainstorming writing new riffs coming up with new things trying to better myself for the sake of the band's writing and i spend a lot of a lot of my free time just doing that just jamming
1: on your daily like for your job you're cutting up rubber and everything aren't you Yeah, not something that
3: you might enjoy because you know it's a job but it's it's my day job yeah Yeah. i mean i I like that i have it now because i worked in retail for so long now i have a job that's just monday through friday weekends off you know and solid pay and all that stuff so it is solid i'm working with a friend of mine so it makes the days a little easier but you know it ain't really a lot to write home about it's the type of job you wouldn't really think about you know it's just dealing with sheets of rubber and hoses and like belts for machinery, like you know, it's it's an essential job. If you,
1: I think somebody at our um, on Saturday when we had our show. They said, what, what does Cody do for work? And I was like, he, you know, works in a rubber factory, kind yeah. of r- rubber warehouse type thing. First thing out of their mouth, he makes condoms. Yeah.
3: That's, that's the biggest <laughs> like, downfall of it's it's like, the being you, in that trade. Is, that's I, latex, I, babe. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, it's the biggest <laughs> downfall. Is you, yeah, You're going to be the end of a condom joke at yeah. some point
1: if anything of, oh. you're making those like kink suits man where it's like the whole yeah. body is covered yeah. Just, yeah. like if anything
3: mouth. we'd be making like some hardcore fucking like uh pulp fiction type yeah. shit like this yes. Pair of pliers and a needle
1: yeah. nose. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
3: there, is, I there are some it. products they've done shit with latex, but it's, like, such a very, like, infrequent thing that you wouldn't even really, like, think no. about it.
1: You have know? you, have you ever got, like, an order that's, like, weird like that? Like, somebody is
3: like, yeah, I want a body suit. <laughs> <laughs> like- <laughs> Not so far. Not so far. I mean, it's mostly like gaskets and uh yeah that's, i mean there are some interesting some interesting things i guess that some of them get used for you know like they sell stuff to like amtrak so you know all the trains and like they'll sell stuff to people that are building like fucking missiles and shit and, you yeah know, it, it's all all over the board what are you doing your time the other side of my life i i've always been into like war history yeah i've always like since i was a kid since i can remember (laughs) I grew up man like playing with like little uh, 12 inch like soldiers that you would get and they're I mean dude I had a whole collection of them things but World War II history is my favorite 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 thing I, I will sit there and I'll watch videos I've studied it extensively and visited different places like my wife's from poland so when i got when i went there i got to see all kinds of different stuff you know going and seeing these buildings and these bullet holes and stuff in them and yeah. where world war ii actually started yeah, so, exactly, yeah exactly but you know i mean i like collecting like antique firearms especially from that time period um it's like a big thing of mine i i got into it and, like i mean i used to love it when i was a kid but when i figured out i have a second amendment when i got older i was yes. like dude i can do this like i can collect this stuff. so yeah it, i'm allowed i'm allowed <laughs> right. But yeah, for my work, I, I I do like exterior maintenance for residential and commercial. Like we'll clean gutters, we'll clean dryer vents. And I mainly power wash We power wash residentially and stuff like that. It's, it's actually a fun job when you power wash because you're just literally playing with a water gun all day. But then, you know, there's that side of it where you get soap and shit all over you and it burns <laughs> sometimes. Yes. But, but that's what I do for money. My day job, I guess, if you will. One ninety five, whole house. <laughs> right, but that, that price beats everybody out. Everybody says yeah, that uh, oh, all yeah. our easy clean, dog. Yeah, extreme, extreme clean, dog. Extreme. Extreme. Oh, come on, I'm, I'm like, what the hell? Is this I what what the hell is an easy clean. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's something I work. What I use at it work, like, uh, uh, I, uh, it's not even it's not anything to do with cleaning.
0: But.
3: <laughs>
1: I think out of um, probably the four of us, Chris is the one that's usually the most busy on um, his off time. I just, you know, I don't know.
2: I just always got stuff going on. You know, I, I like to... I like to do stuff, man. He's like, a social you know, butterfly. Yeah. He's a very He's a social big, butterfly. Social situation. person. I like, I you know, I like hanging out with my friends, family. You know, I've got some events going on. I like you know going on camping trips and, and you know swimming, hiking, you know, especially if it's in you know, four wheelers. I love anything with an engine on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, you know. I, um, I love that stuff, you know. I don't know. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> keys, you know. I love the water especially. So uh, you know, just mm-hmm. or just swimming in general going to the beach, going to the lakes, yeah. you know, hiking, camping, whatever. I like oh, yeah. outdoorsy stuff, but yeah. also just love fishing sunburn the other day. Man. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> it happens, but, uh, I don't oh, know. Man. I kayaking
3: I just... and jeans out here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey man, <laughs> it's safe, huh? so it's, it's, it'd be like that sometimes, man. But, I, I just like yeah. hanging out with, uh, just like hanging out with friends and doing fun stuff. So, you know, I always got, plans uh, here and there so yeah and then other than that my work i just i'm a mailman it's pretty boring but yeah
3: i always found that get get chased by dogs and stuff right it's your ass mr postman
2: (laughs) (laughs) everyone thinks that you like uh, as a mailman like they think that you would get like hit on by all the moms and stuff and it's like no not really (laughs) <laughs> no. everyone usually pretty much well, stays away the from same you browsers, it's bro. the old people Keep that, that want to talk to you
1: All, like, that the, shouldn't have been. the really old yeah. people that don't really get out much they're the ones that want to sit there and talk to you well back in the 40s and 50s the only time that you know somebody's coming up to your house is if it's a postman or a milkman, milkman. And, Man. you know those were the two culprits that uh, you know wrecked homes back then <laughs> yeah so well, not today. <laughs> not anymore. Not
2: up in here. Times has changed now. Now the dogs are just the dogs. Yeah. The dogs will eat you. They don't the want none of bite that. You, but, none of that Triple H. And the old people will talk to you because they're you know they're kind of bored, I guess, sitting around all day. And they're like, oh, how you doing, young man?" I'm, do like, you... nah, I'm just trying to get on with my day. So here's your mail goodbye.
1: Do you ever come up to like goodbye. give them mail and um, they like bake you. like something? Like a customer just like Bakes some goods for you oh, yeah, like, leaves out a treat for you Because they're like Yeah that's my yeah, mailman All the time People my customers hook
2: me up all the time Especially during Christmas Christmas they'll like You know Put some some pumpkin bread In the mailbox for yeah. you Some cookies <laughs> Some all kinds of treats Gift you cards what you get with your Cash You <laughs> <laughs> like, I was, was just on my route, like, every Christmas, I probably get a couple hundred worth of cash and another couple hundred worth of gift cards every Christmas.
3: Same
2: now. Yeah, all, like,
1: collectively for, like, the whole holiday season. Well, it's probably because they're collecting all this stuff during Christmas, too. <laughs> yeah, priority. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they always look me yeah. up. So. <laughs> like, I got this $100 gift card, and I'm going to take this gift card. Is the cat here the whole
2: time? where I mean, that, that cat come from, dog? What? There was an orange cat behind.
3: That's, the whole an time.
1: Cat. Uh, <laughs> that's bumper man. He uh he does that sometimes. That's, just that's the cat you found in the bumper, at your work? Yeah, actually, a year ago to this day, um, June eighth, twenty twenty. That missed. car <laughs> that car came into my shop and we saw a fluffy little orange bud in it and we took the bumper off and took him out and named him Bumper <laughs> you know he just uh, he's a cool little cat he's chill he just doesn't like new people we've been sitting here for like at least 40 <laughs> so minutes and he just now just like kind of here up
2: his eyes like I'm out
1: I can't believe these mailmen get free shit during Christmas yeah, he, once he heard I
0: was a mailman he was
2: he's sick. like oh <laughs> hell no
1: I'm out
2: communist get out of here. he's like I'm yeah. just sitting next to a mailman this whole time get me up out of here I gotta get up out of here <laughs> can't trust a mailman fuck that shit probably cause um, you're the one who lets them out of the fucking
3: mailboxes when people <laughs> shove them in
2: there <laughs> you find some weird stuff in mailboxes sometimes underwear you know beer cans whatever it's random stuff people stick in mailboxes for no reason bees nests yeah Be- oh
1: yeah lots of those Yeah. What? lots of bees and ants <laughs> I don't think a customer would actually like stick a beast in a stuff. No, they don't uh, stick to hair, but they bees bees and ants stick themselves in a lot of (laughs) wildness like this motherfucking man. Like you delivered all my bills. (laughs) (laughs) Deliver that shit
0: like one
3: (laughs) more time.
1: What are some things that y'all are, you know, looking forward to in your kind of like musical careers?
3: There's another cat! Another cat came out of there. Just a factory. <laughs> Which cat was it? I don't know, dude. It black was a, cat. Yeah, it black like cat. a straight, it's like A darker brown and black. Cat. Is there any
2: more damn cats now there? <laughs> That's, where to That's where <laughs> they be
3: staying. Jesus Christ! But anyway, I, I was gonna say, man. I'm, honestly, like, I'm excited for our opportunity to record our next album, whatever that may be. Like, I'm been on my brain a lot. Like, one up in what we've already done with the first album and the new songs. We've been really excited about the next era. That's probably what I'm currently most stoked about. Some of them bangers. I mean, I'm looking forward to that big-ass show in September. You know, there's a lot to learn on my instrument that I don't know that I wish I had taken the time before and learned. So I'm always looking forward to bettering myself on my instrument. You know, those people who are always talking about, like, you know, they get to a certain point, and they're like, I'm the best I can be, and it's like, that's never true. Yeah. You know, there are people out there who is going to be better than you, and yeah, I know it's not a race. Be like level too. Yeah. You know, no matter how good you get, there's yeah. some fucking five year old kid on YouTube that can out shred your ass. <laughs> yeah, all with that. his fucking toes. Did y'all
1: <laughs> Did y'all hear about the one kid that like? He literally is probably a millionaire, probably multi millionaire. That all he does is review toys on YouTube. Like, yeah. I, I I guess it started out where his parents like got him toys, and then was like, let's just take some videos of him like being like this toy is crappy or this toy is fun yeah let's spoil the shit out of this kid and then we'll record it and then and now money for
2: it people don't like twitch or whatever they just live stream them playing video games and they make tons
1: some people make tons of money off that stuff well with that all you got to do is get up there and flash them flash them you you know (laughs) (laughs) some dude be like here's ten dollars please be my friend. <laughs> no, that's how
3: it is and That's the simps. Yeah, simps. In the simp ass motherfuckers
1: They're simping real bad. What about you? What do you want to pursue in your music career? I wanna pursue this right
2: here, yeah. You guys, I feel like this is like the you know, the coolest uh project that I've ever been a part of as far as music goes, you know.
1: Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shed and, uh, a tear up
2: in here. I'm just saying, you know, I feel really good about you know us as a group. You know, I really like yeah. jamming with you guys, and uh, kind of like a... before this, I couldn't really find. I didn't, I didn't play anything for. I didn't even have a drum set for a while there for years. You know, it was like through my twenties. Like uh, after like me and Mark's old band, I kind of got out of playing drums there. Didn't even have a drum set for a while. And then, uh, like you know, this whole the whole music yeah, scene started yeah. coming just back around. and the, I was like going out, seeing all these kick. local bands kick ass, and I was just like, man, I want to, I really wanted to get back into this. And I went and got that electric drum set because I had a tiny house, didn't have really any room to put a you know whole full ass drum set. So just went and got yeah. that, and I was messing around by myself, and just like kind of looking around for people to play with, and then. You guys, like, kind of showed up and was like, hey, uh, need a drummer. And I was like, really? Finally! <laughs> Somebody right. wants to play with me! What the heck?
1: I mean, it's kind of wild because, like, when me and Cody were first... T- well, before we even left the past band, we were sitting there talking about that we're, we're going to need a drummer. The first off thing is you're going to need a drummer because if you find a bassist and then you're just a bassist, a guitarist, and a singer, man, you're like... You're not going to have that backbeat. And your name came up a good bit once we actually pulled the cord and were focusing on writing more, you know. We were like, all right, let's hit up Chris. But then you started up playing with uh, John. Yeah. So we were like, we don't know,
3: man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember that being like the conflict of like, well, we don't know if he's gonna want to play with us. Cause I, I, been, I was it. down to do both. It didn't really yeah. it didn't work
2: out. Me and John and I, I even, me and even Mark was a uh, part of that for a couple times. We when over was going there and jamming a little bit. It didn't turn into anything, unfortunately. But uh, I would have been down to do both either way. But you know, it is what it is. But yeah. just, I'm glad you guys
3: did because I was yeah. definitely down. And uh, it's but, kind of funny. It's like the we here. So a valuable drummer in my eyes <laughs> just <laughs> not having a band like floating around. Yes. Like, Who doesn't want to pick this guy up? And keep, keep down just by just the there's so many good drummers, like, drummers
2: around here. Like all the I don't know everyone,
1: all the bands that are around, all they already, already had great drummers. You know. and we were we were playing so many shows, and um, you were at a so lot yeah. of those shows, especially yeah. if it was
3: in you know in the local area. Yeah. Once the once we started like hard pressing to play shows down here again, you were at. 90% of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was kind of an easy thought because you, you know, your face was already out there. Like, yeah. we were like, we, like, we, like, we like know every show would always, always be out there.
2: Like, anyone starting a band, man? Like, let me know. Or if you need someone to fill in on yeah. some drums here and there, like, I got you. Yeah. Right. So. You know, everyone, I guess everyone kind of knew that I was uh, looking for a, to start something, I guess. Right. I so, knew that he was
3: a badass drummer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right, I, guess. I mean, it worked out, man, because, I mean, obviously, like, bringing him in and him, you know, having in touch with you moving back, like, because we didn't know we were going to do about bass player either. But having you guys, obviously, has been a fucking... Yeah. Like a blessing in a sense. So we like, get along you know.
2: pretty good. I mean, uh we uh we click together as yeah. a as a unit pretty well, just you know, writing riding wise and getting together as a
3: as a team. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah, and I think that like you know the more we work together it's just become like kind of a natural thing yeah. and everybody's more comfortable like throwing out ideas and yeah. making sure the song is like the best composed version of itself you know like,
2: yeah and even as far as like playing live you know i've been uh, a lot of, everyone tells me every time we play they're like man you guys get better every show like your performance wise <laughs> yeah, you know like what's the goal
0: <laughs>
3: you
1: know i, uh, I like that
0: no,
3: yeah
1: we can only go up from here is, you
3: know what I'm exactly
1: saying? is that kind of what like it keeps you moving forward and pursuing that project I'd with
3: so. Like yeah i mean my thing for me was one of the, one of our first shows that we played hearing from some peers that have seen me and you and others playing multiple bands hearing that this sounds the most like purely us yeah. you know what i mean like that's some of my favorite feedback that I've gotten just knowing because for me, this band, I feel I can just be myself, my personality, my style of writing and all of us combined can be ourselves to create whatever the fuck Rozilla is, you know? But you ain't got to hide behind anything. You yeah, can just put yourself no, forward. In no a sandbox, you know, like where many of my old bands, I felt like I had to stay in a lane because other people started it. Other people envisioned this other thing where this, I just wanted to be four dudes just giving it fucking 100% of whoever they are, you know, and that's what we got. So, yeah, this is a fucking long journey where I finally feel like I've reached the top of the mountain, so to speak. Obviously, there's still a lot of shit to do, but in yeah. one category of speaking, you know.
1: I mean, other than, like, um person and everything like that, how do you all, like, sneak away time for yourself? Kind of like a healing, like, uh self-love type type shit, you know what I mean? I don't uh, know yeah. what you mean. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Like,
2: like you mean, time? Like, two, like, what do you mean,
1: like, a time? <laughs> not like, what you, like, <laughs> 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 like, what do you mean? What do you mean, like, time, what do you mean time to yourself? Band, like, you know how we're, we're sitting here, and, you know, we do a lot with um Solo, and we do a lot with the band and everything like that, but, like, how do you um, sneak away time for yourself to where you could just like where you're, you're chilling out and playing some video games or, you know, oh, okay. if, if you enjoy cooking or if you enjoy fucking.
3: Uh, I mean, there, there are times when I do play video games like I, like a lot of people don't probably think I do. I don't watch TV very often. What
1: What video games do you play, man? Because I've play? never even heard that. Not Sega.
3: It's <laughs> Not Sega. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm on the Sega now. We talk shit about, about, about NBA Jam. Man. I was at a friend's house recently, and we were playing Mario Party 2. Ooh. Nice. That game is game fucking sucks. awesome. <laughs> 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 anyway, I've played, like, dude, I have like an old Xbox 360, and I'll, like, fire that bitch up, and I'll play, like, Sherlock Holmes. Oh, wow. So, dude. Sherlock Holmes on that system is like they, I think they got like three games for it and it's awesome. I play like Metal Gear Solid, I'll play um LA Noir. Uh, like there's a game called Heavy Rain. It's like I really like it. I remember, it. That. I remember it, Heavy Rain, yeah. I really like those um I guess they're a police type game where you have to figure something, you have to solve a mystery. Yeah. And of course like the the war games and stuff, but you yeah. know, I'll fire it up sometimes and I'll just play and you know, my wife will be sitting there talking to me and we'll talk and we'll fucking rant back and forth about some dumb shit that's going on in our lives. And it helps us, like, I guess, get through life. You know, it's like you got to have a time where... You just got to let it all go about everything that you are pissed off about. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure everyone in their life has something that really irks the fuck out of them sometimes. And, you know, you got to let that, that come out. And that's kind of one way I have my own time is where you have all these feelings that you've got built up and you just tell somebody, you know, yeah, in my case exactly. is my wife, you know,
1: just focus that um, anger into something, you know, well, not so much focus your anger, but, uh, kind of like get it off your chest and, Make sure it ain't bottling up inside. Yeah,
3: it's funny because oddly enough, a lot of the time, like, it, it, it'll be the same thing, recurring. Yeah. You know, it'll be the same thing you're always mad about, but you always have to talk about it to make sure, you know, you're not going crazy. Yeah. And, you know, like somebody can understand you. You're not losing your mind over it. Right. And sometimes you do lose your mind. You feel like you are anyway. You feel like you're losing your mind over stupid shit that goes on in your life. It's just dumb things. One thing that you could change, but you just can't. That's how
1: it is. Yeah. How do you balance time between what you have to get done, like your work for you, you know, with your baby and like that and everything else? How do you balance time between real life and pursuing your...
3: I mean, it's a difficult thing. I mean, I'm fortunate that, you know, I'm in a relationship uh, with, you know, a lady that supports my passion. So she understands some of the, you know, the time given towards band practice, towards... Uh, you know, playing gigs and practicing on my own time, trying to write, trying to better myself. So she's very, she's very supportive of that. You know, um, but at the same time, I have to continue to show support to her and to our son, and and make sure that I give them my best efforts to be there for them, just the same as I'm here for you guys. I'm trying to get better at allocating things. You know, I've got a more strict schedule of keeping up with my calendar and everything. I spend a lot of afternoons at home just with her and and my son and hanging out and just laying low, watching fucking NCIS reruns. Like, you know, just, just quality time, you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, it's fortunate now, too, I have a regularly structured job to where I can kind of put things in perspective to where, like, every Tuesday I'm practicing with you guys, every Wednesday I'm with the Coast Boys. Okay, go you got Dixon. more of that, like, set and, schedule. Yeah, to exactly. So, like, Monday thursday friday i can pretty much just be with them you know um and on the weekends i spend time with them i spend time with my family members my mom my dad my sisters and everything usually uh you know i just try to try to even out time with everybody and like i said fortunately i have the support system from my family and my loved ones that they they know that i love this music thing that i do and people have seen me play my shows they've seen how much i've given to this and they they definitely respected i think to where they they know that one way or another i'm going to do this but i also have understandings of what's needed at home where you need to be yeah 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 there's only what 12 hours 12 to 14 hours in a day where you're not sleeping i guess and you know my work i my my schedule is monday through friday but you know there'll be times where i work until 12 and i'll be home and then there are other days where i work until three and i'll be home But I'm also studying home inspection, so it takes up—I try not to burn out my brain on it because, like, you know, you go to work, and then you obviously want to come home and just sit your ass down for a little bit. But, you know, it's not going to—that stuff's not going to do itself, and nobody ever gets anywhere by just thinking that something's going to happen for them, you know, to push forward. But there are some days where, like, I feel like, damn, there's just not enough time in this day— to like do what I want to do and, and get what I want accomplished, you know, and definitely helps. Like Cody said, it's like having a, a Monday through Friday job. You can kind of predict, yeah. you can kind of predict what, what, what you're going to do in the weekends Sunday. Every day for me, is just like a nothing day. Like mm-hmm. it's the only day I actually can. At, yeah. for, it's like, I'll just sit around and I'll like, just think about shit and try to, yeah. you know, see what's coming next. Yeah, everybody needs that. One of those days. I think that's the really
1: same set. for me. I have Literally, when it comes to Sundays, I'm like, (laughs) especially after, you know, playing a a show on Saturday or something like that, Sundays is just like, you know, wake up, do what you got to do, and just lounge. Yeah, I'll even, like,
3: I'll go as far as, like, not even mess with my phone you know like because yeah. even that's like kind of yeah, it's, stressful it's just, you know I try to disconnect from my phone as much as possible on the weekend other than communicating with like you guys and family yeah. I, I try to avoid like social media and all that shit because it's just not even worth giving my
1: time to well if you're I, off a lot of other people are off and you know <laughs> when other people are off they're uh, they're getting a little wild <laughs>
3: that's yeah. true that yeah. very true you can always tell when there's a holiday Day weekend it's motherfuckers on Friday night or it's just as rowdy yeah. as can
1: be dude. Yeah. what about you how do you balance your time with um balancing your time with your project
0: I mean,
3: it's got all that whiteboard, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got it all mapped great. out on the calendar. I mean, as far as work goes, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, I get off
2: pretty early every day. I mean, yeah, I work on Saturdays, so that kind of sucks, but, you know, I have to, you know, if we have, like, if we're playing like Roach Fest, like an all day festival type thing like that, then I'll have to take off or, you know, work for something like that, but. Other than that, it's just kind of more bouncing with my social life, I guess, because I always got, you know, this and that going on. Plans here, plans there, you know, camping trips, going here, going there, you know. So other than that, then, uh, you know, that's pretty much it. Yeah.
1: Well, that was uh, Daddy Chainsaw, Thumpwood, and uh, the man's name that will come. You know, he's, he's thinking of Uncle Slam. Yeah. <laughs> he wants it to be Uncle
0: Slam. It might be. But thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) Peace out. Peace. Peace.